We are Emily and Blair and welcome to Elevating Business, the podcast which focuses in on all things around starting a business online, growing that business and doing so in a way that is healthy and enjoyable to you, the business owner. Before we dive in, be sure to visit our website at emilyandblair.com, which you can use to work your way through starting a business online, step by step, and it's completely free. Hi, and welcome to episode 76. Well, I will start with telling you how to make your product unique, and then I'm going to look at ways of uh, managing your workload. Yeah, hi everyone. So yeah, this week I wanted to touch on products, and this could be digital products or physical products, um, and just how you can make them unique or stand out from the competition, because that's the key thing. You know, if you're selling online, you've got to do some stuff that's going to make it stand out from the competition otherwise you just get lost in a sea of similar products and no one wants that so i guess one of the key things is we're going to outline sort of 10 um, different ways that you can make your product different but the the way we're going to talk about them is not necessarily about the product itself it goes broader than that so you know it's generally at the brand or business level so take that into consideration when you're thinking about these uh, things we're going to talk about right so the first one is funnily enough brand you really want to set up a consistent brand you know in terms of your logo your colors your messaging uh, the product the packaging And you want to do that across all the platforms. So that's like across your website, that's across uh, your social media, you know, any physical brochures or any advertisements that you're doing. You want to have all of that brand consistent across it because that way it makes your product and your brand recognizable. And it means that people can tie it across those platforms. So they'll tie it together and they'll they'll see the link. Whereas if you're all over the show with your branding, people are gonna, you're going to struggle to take people on that journey towards buying your product. Um, and, it, and it also makes you look your brand look professional as well. So the second point is a really important one. It's to solve the customer's pain points. Okay, so customers are always going to have pain points. They're always going to have things, issues that they need solving. And so one way of doing this is to actually find a successful competitor of yours and research about their product, what is a problem for people, and then go along to solve that problem. So ways of doing this would be, say, for example, if they sell their product on Amazon, you can go and look at their reviews and find the negative reviews and see what people are saying. Uh, Reddit is another one, a good one for general products. They probably won't go into brand specifics in a lot of lot of the time, except for the bigger brands. But you can still find products and find what issues people are having with the general product itself. So that's a really good one, solving people's pain points, because that's a guaranteed way to get customers if they can see that your product solves a pain point that they've had with a previous product. Okay, so number three is quality. So this is a massive thing these days because there's been so much of an influx of, shall we say, inferior product quality coming into, you know, from imports, um, you know, cheaper products. And, and, you know, people are just getting sick of buying stuff that breaks all the time. So 
that's a really big thing these days. So one of the considerations there is to, is to work out where the manufacturer is from and test a range of manufacturers or suppliers. So therefore you're looking at the qualities to ensure that you've basically chosen the best quality product you can. You might find that that product is more expensive, but you're gonna have happier customers and probably returning customers. Whereas if you do a poor quality product, you're more likely to get more returns and unhappy customers. So number four is your customer service. So these in this day and age, there's so much AI, you know, artificial intelligence, chatbots and things like that, that you're, you really feel like it's very hard to actually talk to a real person. So being human, providing a personal customer service is a really good thing to do. Um, you know, be real, basically. Use real email address that someone can actually come to you and you can personally reply to. And just remember, like, you're going to get a lot of non-customer emails, which you can basically ignore. And there's filtering on email systems these days. We can filter out all of those. Um, but you'll also get some good customer ones, which will, you know, they'll really appreciate that personal reply. So it's definitely worth having a go at and see how that changes your business. So number five is quality packaging and instructions. So the key for this is, you know, and, and an example I use is Apple. You know, whenever you buy an Apple product, whether it's a phone or if it's headphones, um, you know, it comes in this immaculate packaging that all unfolds and, you know, is just perfect and, and really represents the Apple brand. You know, and people love that. You know, they love unpacking a really well-packaged product. And then the instructions, you know, you want to make sure people can use your product the right way. So if that changes depending on what product is. I mean, some products are pretty self-explanatory. But, you know, if your product's electronic or it's a little bit technical, you need to have good instructions. And, you know, the amount of times you know, we've unboxed something and it's got these instructions, probably written by someone who's, you know, English isn't their first language. And you know, terrible grammar and it doesn't make sense. It's just, you know, all of a sudden that immediately makes you question the quality of the product and what you've bought. So be really thorough with your instructions and make sure that, you know, you're spell checked and grammatically correct um, because that is a big thing. The other thing, number six, is locally made. So customers nowadays love buying and supporting locally made products. So investigate where you can get your product made. See if you can get it made close, um, close to you in terms of location, because that's a really good thing that people want to see support of locally made products. Well, then you won't be paying for shipping then as well. You're also not pay paying for shipping to get the product in from overseas. So there is there is pros and cons for buying local. The number seven, promote your uniqueness and point of difference. Basically, scream it from the rooftops. You've got to have some form of uniqueness or point of difference with your product and once you've got that make sure people know about it because that's the only way people are going to come to your product and buy it because of that point of uniqueness if you've promoted that point okay so number eight take feedback from customers and tweak your product where you can so change your product based on the reviews that you get if you get heaps of reviews by people saying oh love the product but i wish it came in this size or i wish it came in this color you know that's just gold you can't find that sort of feedback you can't make that up so use that 
feedback to change your product and offer different options and people will love that especially if you change it and then do a shout out to the feedback that you've got and say hey thanks to nancy brown who gave us some feedback we're now offering this in a blue one and send nancy a free one in blue i mean that sort of stuff will get you pushed over social over her social media and shared with her friends and just buy you brand loyalty so that's that's a really good one to follow so number nine is give a bonus or reward your customer okay so loyal customers are everything so you know maybe present your product with a bonus or some additional thing to go, to go with it. And, you know, a crazy example of this is like if you were selling oranges, you might like to sell an orange peel with it because, you know, everyone wants to peel their oranges. So they get their bag of oranges and they get a, a peeler with it. You know, I mean, that's a pretty wacky sort of example, but, you know, it, it explains quite well what we're talking about. So give them a small bonus with their um you know with their product and you never know you know and people love those sorts of things even though they're not expensive yeah well actually it doesn't even have to relate to the product no. things i've ordered recently makeup based actually came with a little chocolate bar yeah and yeah. Or a, some, yeah. a little pack of sweets or something and it was just like it's just a little it doesn't really probably cost them anything and it's just a nice little extra to when you open your your package yeah i mean our um you know we order our wine uh, from an online merchant and they always send it in a box with some lolly dinner yeah. you know i mean it's just little things like that and it doesn't need to be big it doesn't need to cost a heap but it can add a lot of value to your customer when they open that box and get a little treat beyond what they thought they were buying and what they paid for you know mm. again that's really really gold yeah and actually that same merchants and um a mini version of um, a liquor to try, mm. and actually, I then went and bought. We liked it, and I actually then yeah. went and bought the the big bottle of it. Yeah, so you could so put you, a you, get... you could put a promo for yeah. some of your other other products, and it, you know, I mean that that that's a good example. A little bottle of of um, of liquor that they've sent us. You know, it could have been a you know brochure for another one of their products with a discount code or something like that. But you know, some sort of upsell that. Mm. promotes and, and rewards that customer loyalty so the final one the the 10th one is making sure your product and your business is accessible okay so what i mean by that is if you're selling a product on a website you know digital or physical you need to have a clear website it needs to be easily understandable it needs to be well laid out have good images good details about the products include frequently asked questions about the products um, include um, testimonials or reviews from your previous customers um, you know all of that as well as a clear pathway from when the person lands on your product or your website right through to the cart and the ease of the checkout you want to make that really clear that whole pathway and really easy to do it you know look at superior delivery options and look at a follow-up with a customer so just once you've made the sale don't forget that customer because a lot of the time you'll either get referrals from them or you'll get them repeat 
buying. So you want to follow up, and whether that's emails or um, you know letting them know about ongoing promotions, or even just a you know quick note to say, hey, look, you know you should have received your package now. You know what do you think of it? Please give us some feedback on Trustpilot or whatever review system you've got set up. So that pathway right through from when you when you get the customer to hear your site right through to the end of when they've received the product, you want to make sure that's as easily accessible for your customer as possible. So these 10 points, you know, they're some of the main ways you can get your product to stand out and be seen in the crowd. Now, you know, Emily and I were talking about this this morning when we were on our walk. She sort of said, well, you know, there's, in a lot of ways, there's no completely unique products out there these days. And, and you know, to a lot of extent, that's 100% correct. You know, it's not about making your product completely different from everyone else's. It's making it stand out from the crowd. And that's a very good point that you made, Ems. You know, but, uh, and yeah, and just making it your own. You yeah. might take an, an idea, but there's a difference between copying it and, and developing make, yeah, it. Yeah, putting and your own it spin your own. on it. Yeah. yeah. And, and so the whole point of today's podcast was to give you all of the main areas which you can focus on to make your product stand out from the crowd. And I guarantee you, if you follow these 10 things that we've talked about with your product, it will definitely make a difference to your product and get you off to a great start in your business. So that's all from me. I'll hand over to Em. Fantastic. Thank you, Blair. Um, So the reason I'm doing this podcast uh, this morning is because it's something that I've had to sort of manage this week and it's coping with workload and as well as continuing my role within emilyandblair.com I'm also doing a lot with what my background is what I'm trained in which is um, an art teacher and I've got doing some local workshops I've got an exhibition coming up and things all seem to have come at once so it's trying to manage my time um, and divide it equally between all the things that I'm doing at the minute so the first thing really that I actually sat down and did was make a list. Yesterday I was all over the place thinking I've got far too much to do and almost being really quite overwhelmed by it all mm. that I didn't know where to start. So Blair said, look, just sit down, make a list of everything and then prioritize that list. And that was fantastic advice because as soon as I'd done that, it kind of got everything out of my ma- mind and yeah. it got it down on paper and I was then able to relax and look at this list thoroughly and start to work my way through it, prioritizing what needs doing now and what can be left and done tomorrow. Yeah, it was funny. You, could see, you could see you unloading the overwhelm <laughs> onto a bit of paper. It was, sort of, uh, oh, yeah. it was quite refreshing. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, it really, really does work. Um, so just spend, you know, it just takes 10 or 15 minutes. Just sit down, write down everything that you have to do today or in the week and look at when you do it over the over that day or the week and think about your top five priorities put those at the beginning and work your way through them thinking about how long some of these tasks are going to take you some might be five minute tasks that you need to do and some might be half an hour hour tasks that you need to do so set aside that time and just plan your time carefully And try not to do it all at once. You know, you're not a superhero. It might even be that you delegate some things to other people if you've got people in your team. You know, use those other people. They actually like to be used and feel valued if you actually ask them to do, if you actually trust them to do a task. It might also be that you need to learn to say no to some things as well. You know, you can't do everything. It might be that you need to hold back on some commitments 
and only do those essential things that you need to do and decline politely. And we talked about that, didn't we? You know, it was sort of you were getting a lot of stuff coming at you at once. And we, mm. you know, we sort of said, well, you know, what stuff can you say no to at the moment rather than sort of just taking everything on and, and feeling completely overwhelmed by it. And so you've sort of yeah. prioritised the stuff you want to be doing and, yeah. and you're going to politely say no to some other things. Yeah, yeah. Which is great. Yeah. And most of all, just don't let it overwhelm you. As I said yesterday, I was feeling incredibly overwhelmed. And if I hadn't had Blair there to sort of calm me down and look, do this, do this, I think I'd have probably. Um, <laughs> well, you don't, you don't get anywhere with it, do you? No, you, you don't know, get anywhere. Just, I was, I almost, yeah, you go in a spin and you almost have too much to do, you don't do any of it. Yeah. But if you do feel a little bit overwhelmed and things are starting to feel like they're getting on top of you, just find a quiet space, maybe at your desk or somewhere away from your desk. Just shut your eyes, try to clear your mind, take a few deep inhales and exhales and it'll just really, really get your body to focus, calm down and look at the tasks ahead in a new, calmer way. Yeah, I think also with that, you know, that's it's a good way to do it. I found yesterday, you know, even after you had written stuff down, you were still, you know, quite... I don't know, anxious or whatever about what's to happen because, you know, this... You want to get whole, started on it. Yeah, and this whole exhibition that you've got coming up, you know, I think that's that's quite a lot of overwhelm for you. But I found that overnight, once you had actually, you know, once you go over, a, go to go to sleep and, and, yeah. and readdress things for the next day, that's when you should come back to that list and, and things seem to be a lot clearer and, you know, you, you know, you seemed a lot more relaxed today about the whole thing. So I... Th that is one of those things which is a good point to note you know you guys if you're if you're out there and you're making a list and you're, you're feeling still overwhelmed look at the next day and it's like that sort of old adage if you've got a problem and you're stressing about it stressing about it and and rather than make a phone call or send the email that day you leave it and you wait and then readdress it the next day and you'll find that you're probably looking at it from a different perspective yeah absolutely Oh, that's awesome. Thanks for that. So that's all we've got time for in this one, episode 76. We hope you guys are having a good week and we'll see you in the next episode. Any links and resources mentioned in this episode can be found in the show notes. And remember that our website is a huge resource of free step-by-step -step guides for starting a business online and working through the journey. If you like what you're hearing, then please subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend.